Hello, everybody. This is Andrew Gamison welcoming you to another episode of the Speaking for Him podcast. How have you guys all been doing this week? I had a wonderful week, but it was also a tiring week. And I'll get into that in just a moment. But first of all, I wanted to let you know that today's episode I am especially excited about because my friend Adam McNutt was able to be in studio and do an impromptu interview with me about what he's been up to since he left Joy 99, formerly WJQ, where we met and started all of this podcast awesomeness for you guys almost eight years ago. It will, believe it or not, be eight years in October. So we're really coming up. We're about six weeks, six, seven weeks away from that eventuality. And so that's an exciting thing for here at the Speaking for Him podcast. You know, when you're starting something, you never know how long it will last, and you just kind of get along for the ride, especially when you're dealing with ministry and what God allows you to do. And so I'm supremely thankful to God for the people that he's put into my life and the wonderful things I've been able to do on this podcast, and it wouldn't have been started without Adam McNutt. I truly believe that because as I was starting to contemplate doing a podcast, I originally was not confident to carry a podcast myself as an individual, and I really wanted it to be conversational in tone. As I've said a few times since we went on the lockdown and everything shut down and everything changed, the COVID issues, I still appreciate having a co-host uh, because I really want the podcast to be conversational in format. And it's much easier for me to visualize talking to you as the podcast audience when I have a literal person um, to talk to in the studio. I, I used to joke about, about that with Adam. I used to say, well, if only one person listens, at least when we're in the studio, I know that you are pretending to listen. So it's so important uh, when it comes to delivery of these sort of things that you have someone to play off of, at least for me, I really envy the people that can do solo uh, radio and be extremely convincing with it. But anyway, all that to say, I, I wouldn't be where I am today with the podcast without Adam, so it was really a privilege to have him in the studio, and I'm excited to share this interview with you. Uh, but before we do that, I want to take some time to tell you about what is going on. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is my week at school. Um, we started Monday, um, and I was really excited to be back in the saddle again and back with my students. Obviously, things are different with all the social distancing and COVID protocol things that we have to do, including increased sanitization, less walking the hallways, and many other things that make it a very different experience, and in some ways a difficult experience. I'm not going to lie. I'm a very social person, so the idea of not being able to eat my lunch in a room full of people uh, is kind of different than what I would want to do, but God sustained me through it, and he sustained the whole staff through this week of amazing opportunities, but amazing challenge as well. So I would just ask that you would continue to pray for us 
as we navigate uh, this these waters. One of the difficulties is we have students learning virtually and in classroom, and so the teachers have to be on top of both of those things. And even as one who leads a study hall, it could get con- confusing at times with my overall numbers, who was virtually and online and who was actually in the building. So I just, I am so appreciative and so thankful to God that we are able to be back and be ministering to these kids because it really is a family around the Potter's house. And I'm incredibly grateful for the amazing coworkers that I get to work with every day. Um, so very thankful for that. And my next piece of, um, current events that I would like to tackle is we've had yet another police shooting and I'm not going to go into detail on this because I know that there's a lot of details still coming out, but I think that's the first thing I want to address in the 24 hour news cycle that we have today. uh, The, the, the idea or the way that we approach news is something happens and three seconds later, we have to be the first news service to get it out on the wires. We don't want to be left behind. So we report regardless of what facts have or have not been presented. The situation as best I understand it with um, the shooting of Mr. Blake um, is that he had failed to comply with officers at least three or four times. They had tried various means to subdue him, and then it ended with him being shot in the back. Now, you can make the argument, I guess, that being imperfect, we sometimes do imperfect things, and the fact of the matter is maybe they didn't have to do everything that they did. But instead of framing it or framing the discussion as... Um, talking about everything they did wrong, I would like to pose this question. And it's not a hypothetical. I really would like to hear your feedback on this question. If you think that the actions of these police officers were not warranted when taking into account the fact that they were called on a domestic disturbance call, which involved him, it wasn't like he was an innocent, innocent bystander. I would like to know from you, the listener, what do you think is the proper approach? Because a lot of times I hear people in this modern media culture and the way that we deal with things talking about the problems that we have, but they don't talk about solutions. And I think it's high time that we talked about solutions. So my prayers are with everyone involved in this situation, and I just hope that we can get to a place where respecting the police officers is not seemed is not seen as separate from respecting individuals. The reason that we have safety, the reason that we can go about our daily business is because we have a police force that by and large cares for us and by and large tries to do the right thing. And it gets really frustrating sometimes when people jump on stories because what happens, to refer back to what I said a little earlier, is you hear a couple little peripheral facts, you jump on it, you do the initial story, and everybody gets up in arms about the initial story. And then more information comes out, and people do not get nearly as uh, bent out of shape or as... 
um, reactionary to the retractions because the retractions don't get the attention of the other things. And it amazes me how in today's culture we can be confronted with facts and then literally ignore them. I think that's best typified in uh, a saying that has been going forth in popular culture, truth over facts, as if the facts are separate from the truth. And in many ways they are, because we live in a culture where truth is subjective. So may I encourage you, um, I don't know a lot about the situation, but the one thing I do know is that the truth is not subjective. The truth is objective, and we need to look at it that way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If we don't look at truth through a definitive standard, we will be in chaos, and that is exactly what we are experiencing as a culture today. All right, that's about all I'm going to say about that. So right now, I have a privilege to present to you this interview that I did with my friend Adam McNutt, I hope that you enjoy our discussion, and I'll be back to wrap up with a few additional thoughts. I am privileged today to have in studio uh, my friend Adam McNutt, who was my longtime co-host and executive producer, and today we're just opening up the mics and just going to have a friendly conversation and see where God takes it. So welcome to the show, Adam. Dude, it's so good to be back and to get to hang out with you. This is like 2015, minus everything going on in the world right now. <laughs> you know, th- this is really surreal for me because I, I used to always um, wonder what it would be like to have a studio and to be able to have all the equipment. And I was always thinking about what mics would I get, what boards would I get, how would it all plug in, how would it all work together. And then COVID-19 happened. And I was sent home from school and home from the broadcasting studio. And I still remember uh, emailing Tommy from Tommy and Brooke in the morning on Joy 99 and saying, I I know that things are rough right now. I'm just going to voluntarily bow out until at least the second week of April. And then things shut down even more. Right. And I was starting to think, well, I only had two weeks of shows prepared for the podcast do i continue to um record from home which i was not used to doing or do i uh do i put the show on hiatus i thought two or three weeks of hiatus won't hurt it but then as we went into 9 10 12 15 weeks without going anywhere i was really glad that i didn't put my show on hiatus and as a result, I started thinking, because um, for just a little backyard baseball, as they say, or inside baseball, when I was doing the early shows here at home, I would put in all the sound clips and the audio clips after I recorded the podcast. Oof. And I would act like I was reacting in live time to the audio that was going through my headphones, but really I was adding it afterwards. And I was like, hey, there's got to be an easier way to do this. So I started looking at mixers, and I found the Rodecaster Pro, and I've been using it for a month now, and it has revolutionized the way that I do audio. And I would recommend it to anyone who wants to do high-quality audio from their home. I feel like I have everything that I had basically at JQ or at uh, Joy99 here 
on my desk at home, which is a really surreal feeling. And it's touchscreen. Like when you <laughs> you start touching things and stuff was happening, I was like, "Don't you have to like turn a knob or something to make something happen?" Yeah. Or? So I I should probably make sure that this is still on my desk when I see Adam in, in the driveway <laughs> later. Uh, if you see a big lump in my shirt, I'll just be like, "Oh, that's don't worry about that." So I thought that what we would do because Adam uh, has been out here a couple times to visit, um, because with the COVID, there just isn't our normal haunts to hang out to. We haven't been able to hit up the movies because the movie theaters are yet to open. Yeah. And um, food courts are kind of open, but kind of not. So we just opted for some hometown on the farm visiting. But um, it's good to have you back, Adam. And I thought for today I would start out by just asking you, um, it's been a while now since you stepped away from Joy 99, away from the radio. Um, but let's backtrack a little bit before that and just talk about what was it like to transition from the radio to your church full time? And what was that thought process like for you? So, yeah, we are at, uh, gosh, at least over a year since I stepped down because it was June of 2019, the end of that month. And here's the interesting part about the transition, because it was about within that last month of being at the radio station where, um, you know, I still loved doing radio, and we did uh, Cece and Adam in the afternoons on Joy 99, which was such a blast. Miss working with her. Um, but it was just kind of that season in life where things things were good, but it was it's just time for something new. And at that exact time, I had this opportunity to come along because I was doing part-time youth ministry at my church that year before for high schoolers. And um, I was talking to my director at church one day and we were just kind of having some talks about stuff and she's like hey you know we're looking for people but if you wanted to go full-time or would you like to go full-time we should talk about it and i'm usually a pretty like stay in your lane kind of person so <laughs> typically i'm like no nah, that's fine or i'll eat the same dessert for three years or whatever not try anything new um but i was like well maybe let's just talk about it and see what it looks like and the fact that the door opened the way it did it was just at that point where I was like, you know, I've, I've done radio for 10 years at that point, which is scary to think I can count in decades now. So we won't talk about that for too long. But uh, just the fact that this door had opened and was kind of feeling a prompting to try something new, um, it just kind of all came together at the right time to be like, maybe this is a door I'm supposed to walk through. So within a couple weeks of the conversation and then actually meeting with the radio station managers – um, at Joy 99, it kind of all happened. I was like, hey, I, I've accepted this position now, and I feel like I'm called to do uh, youth ministry full-time. And the crazy part, dude, is like obviously when you do something for 10 years, you would think the transition would be uh, kind of tough and, and hard. Um, it was actually a really decently smooth transition because what I didn't realize is radio kind of helped prep for the youth ministry position especially in COVID because we've done so much online since March. So it's almost like doing videos on uh, social media like we did at the radio station. So it's been really interesting to look back and see how God kind of lined everything up for things that I didn't even see coming. That's now helped with how we have to do youth ministry over the past four or five months. Well, and what's funny that you mentioned how, how COVID um, made some of those things that you learned at the radio station practical uh, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because COVID really drew, drove me to do some things I probably should have been doing in the first place, you know, utilizing uh, video conferencing. I, you know, I, I went from 
literally zero video conferences <laughs> to about four video conferences a week when you combine my um uh my day job with my ministry um I was doing f- you know three or four video conferences a week after almost getting rid of Zoom because it was just one of those uh softwares that you collect but you don't really use <laughs> it just takes up data and so now that I have moved my podcast operations here to home I will be using Zoom pretty much to conduct all of my interviews but I never would have thought about it before this so yeah one of those hidden blessings, what the devil means for evil, God means for good things. Amen. So just really interesting. Um, so what would you say it was the hardest? I know you said it was usually, it was, it was unusually smooth, but what would you say was the hardest adjustment um, from transitioning from the jobs? Because there has to be some things that you really miss um, from the radio. I know there are people that still comment on your page to this day, how they, they miss hearing you on the air. So that has to feel good and kind of bittersweet in some ways. Definitely is. It's it's very, uh, very filled with humility to get those comments. Cause (laughs) there's definitely days you talked in the air and I was like, what did I say? Like, did I even make complete sentences today? Um, but it, it, I do, I, I, there's definitely a part of me that misses it. And what's interesting is, is, I would say that I definitely miss doing the show with CC the most. That was such such a blast. But doing some things kind of radio-related in youth ministry now, um, like I even helped to voice over a video for our church to recruit volunteers for this fall since we can't really talk in person at church. So doing all these things again, it's kind of kind of like, you know, reopen the can a little bit. Like, oh, man, yeah, this this was fun, and I can talk in complete sentences, and, you know, this is this is good. Well, and, you know, once Adam buys his road, then he can do his own podcast. <laughs> That's right. That's from right. his apartment. That's right. The uh, big thumping is the neighbor walking upstairs, if you hear it, over the podcast. So that'll be fun, living in an apartment. Um, but, yeah, I would say for sure doing the show I miss, and then one of the most interesting things that I had to get used to is if I had my phone like light up if I got a text or something during the middle of the night when I went, went right to bed, um, I'd get used to not jumping up right away because it was a notification that we were off the air <laughs> or the radio station was gone dead because I would get those calls because we had a few people that were hooked up to the system there, so that was kind of funny. Okay, so did you literally um, have have to go into the radio station in the middle of the night? So I don't know if – well. Luckily, no. <laughs> Somehow I made it third or fourth on the list, and I was like, I'm okay with that. But um, I don't know how every radio station does it, but there you had like four or five people on a list that would get called by what they call the system. Sounds like the Matrix, but it's just a calling system. And they would call like our program director first, and if he was sleeping or in church or something, then it would go to like our boss. And then if he didn't get it, then it would go to me, and then it would go to like our engineer. So um, there were some times where it would go through the, the whole list, and, and you would get this call, and it would just be this off-air alarm that left a voicemail. <laughs> so it's 3 in the morning, and you're hearing, like, this, like, mini tornado siren going off in your ear. And that's how you knew. So you would, like, quick text the boss or something and say, hey, I think we're off. Um, and usually they would have already known about it, but once in a great while, if they were out of town or couldn't, they'd be like, hey, if you're there or down the road, could you stop by? Is that, like, a computer reboot or – <laughs> there were some days where that was the case, but then there were other days where everything was like totally black and totally dark. And you're like, 
well, let's get on our knees because I don't know what to do. <laughs> so usually you'd have to do like a reboot of some computers, but also everything's on servers nowadays. So. I remember uh, there was one podcast that we did that was had some fuzz on it, and I, I emailed you and said, there's fuzz on this. I can't really, I don't really feel right about posting it the way it is. And then you said that you would tweak it and get back to me and you tweaked it and it sounded wonderful. And I asked you what you did and you're like, I'm not sure what I did. I just prayed that it would work. <laughs> there, was so, a, there was a lot of praying that happened in the studio. Not going to lie. There was also a couple of times where you'd kind of hit your fist on the board a couple of times and it would start sounding better. So it's like your first car. Well, we were, we were talking off the air uh, before we, we started recording this about how for a while when Adam and I were working together in the studio, there was a crackling microphone that we would sometimes have to <laughs> talk for a few minutes off the air to get the crackle out before we could hit record. It was, it was that or say we're broadcasting live by a bonfire or something. Cause yeah, that was, that was fun times. There was a lot of crackling going on. Well, now we can add the sound effect in if we really want a bonfire. So. That's true. That's true. Even but anyway, so, uh, we were talking about what to talk about here on the show, and we, we've talked a little bit about the transition for you, Adam, to your job at the church. But let's let's transition a little bit and talk a little bit about COVID and how um, that has impacted you both at the church and just personally. How is How have you endured the last several months? Well, I've definitely eaten more, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> a little bit of emotional eating, but um, it's been very interesting. So we had actually a big high school retreat. So I do uh, youth ministry for 6th through 12th grade at our church. And it was the weekend of March 13th through 15th. And literally March 12th, schools and everything shut down. So we were just planning this big, like, hyped-up high school retreat, and things were coming up for our eighth-grade class and all this stuff, like, all within that next week or two. And everything just er, stopped. And I was working with a couple of the youth ministers. We were collaborating on this retreat, and we're like, now what? Because, you know, especially, I mean, any ministry, but especially youth ministry is very relational, right? So it's like, well, if we can't meet in person with these teens or – you know, even talk with them because at that point, like March 12th, I had no idea what Zoom was. March 26th, I was doing everything on it. So it, in a good way, it helped my tech side of my brain. I've grown much <laughs> since since March of 2020. So this will be the year of new technological things. Um, but definitely it's – I would say it's really challenged myself to think outside of the box because in, in youth ministry, you can kind of get into a rhythm after a while, just kind of doing the same thing every Sunday. And now it's like, okay, how do we reach teens? And it stays within restriction guidelines and, you know, keeps teens safe at church or, you know, outdoor events. And, and that's, been, that's been really, really good, actually, because it kind of gives you a new life and it, and it really brings you back to relying on the Holy Spirit to be like, Lord, uh, guide me in what to do. Because, you know, no one for over 100 years has experienced a pandemic lifestyle, uh, at least in America. So, um yeah, it's been really interesting in that sense to be challenged, and and that's been good. Um, like I said, eating. Also, um, it's kind of recentered my spiritual life too, if you will. Um, when when you had some time there in March and April, where things were a lot slower and working from home, um, it was able to have some time to kind of get like daily prayer time down again, and then that kind of like really set the tone for the day. 
um, which of course, you know, time with God and prayer always overlaps in anything else you do. So, um, so those are the good sides of, of COVID. If there's any positive spin to bring to it. Yeah, I, I would definitely echo those sentiments. Like there have been, we were times when I was working, when I would get a little bit out of the pattern of Bible reading. And when I, when I woke up every morning during this whole layoff, um, and as we're recording this, I'm getting ready to go back to school tomorrow, which I'm so excited about. But um, I, I would just get into these patterns of being so busy that my Bible reading would fall off. But I, I made a choice early on in this process that, hey, I'm just going to get on, put my Bible lab on, and for five chapters a day, I'm just going to try to soak in the Word of God. And I really feel like, it was, especially in the early days of all this, it was God saying, you know what? Be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. And we've read that psalm over and over again. Uh, most of us know it in the Christian circles by heart, but do we know it in our heart? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think I think the difference between the two was really felt uh, greatly by me, especially in the early days. So getting back to the roots, and again, like you said, with with Zoom back five years ago even my internet wouldn't have been as wouldn't have been good enough to do a lot of the stuff I'm doing here at home but fortunately our internet improved to the because I remember that was the other thing is I remember the one use that I had of zoom before this wasn't very good because it was all choppy and inconsistent <laughs> video so I feared it right right when I first started using it again I'm like is this really gonna work but internet has progressed and can you imagine if we had a pandemic like this 10 15 years ago i've actually had conversations with other friends about that too like if this happened in the year 2000 i mean all you'd be able to do is two-way next tell each other maybe or something i mean yeah it would be so so different or you know go to a fence and wait from each other or something Uh, because literally depression is a big was a big deal during this time i'm i facetimed adam every couple weeks because I needed face-to-face contact with people, even though literal face-to-face was impossible. Mm-hmm. And to the point where even doing church on Zoom was just, it's just getting, you know, we never thought that Zoomed out would be in our vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> For real, Zoomed out, social distancing, all these but, references. But, but it got to that point where it was just so much Zoom and so little time. <laughs> so my phone actually would have days where it would get so hot and not be in the sun even because it was being used so much for video chat oh yeah and your battery goes a lot faster oh yeah it was going faster that well actually it was like my checking account battery switch my checking account was staying at a good level and my battery was going <laughs> down faster <laughs> so that was that was interesting all right well we did want to have some some fun today too and um we were Talking about doing another snack taste test, that did not work out. But apparently, Adam has a snack that he would like to tell us about. Okay. So, 2020, it's been a little bit of a choppy ride. But what if I told you calm, clear waters are ahead in January of 2021? For your taste buds, at least. All right. What's coming? Oh, this is amazing. So, Girl Scout cookies, you know, they're amazing. They're actually dangerous, if we're being honest. Thin mints. Thin mints. And then if you put those in the freezer, it's game over. One cookie becomes one box. Well, have you ever had thin mint creamer in your coffee? Well, you don't drink coffee. I but, don't, but I would drink the creamer, drink though. Coffee, if, if I put thin mint creamer in your coffee, you might drink it. Oh, I sure would. I would just say just leave the creamer and 
keep the coffee for yourself. <laughs> pour a cup of that creamer. Call it good. So there's those. There's like the peanut butter ones. Um, there's another kind too. It isn't like a chocolate drizzled. Well, they're kind of all covered in chocolate, I guess, but which is not a problem. So January 2021, if you love breakfast and you love Girl Scout cookies, it's going to be the year for you. Girl Scouts have announced that in January they're releasing a French toast flavored Girl Scout cookie. I'm all about this. I'm going to get my own bottle of syrup for the box. Not even kidding. Uh, this is like uh, – it's like mini toast slices, and it's dipped in a rich icing. Hello. That sounds really good. And if we're talking about virtual uh, snacks that we have not yet tasted but can't wait for, I have uh, – over the last couple of weeks, I have seen an ad for – Buttered popcorn M and M's, and I was actually hoping that on a snack run previous to coming here, that Adam would find some. That did not work out, but no, I, I those I, those could very well be a new jam for me because they sound fantastic. And the rumor is that sugar cookie M and M's are coming. At Christmas time this year. Oh my goodness. Now, my family and I kind of had a debate about this because the story didn't tell me whether they were sugar cookie with regular chocolate M&M's or sugar cookie with white chocolate. And I do not like white, I do not like white chocolate, so I hope it's regular chocolate, but some of my family said you can't have sugar cookie with regular chocolate, so I don't know. (laughs) And I guess even if it was white chocolate, I'd have to give it a try because it's sugar Christmas cookie. But anyway, that is some interesting snacks on the horizon. And hopefully 2021 will bring other good things with it, like getting through the phases of this uh, coronavirus pandemic. So, and it's just, I think it's just been a very frustrating time but at the same time stepping back and reflecting we can see how God has really guided and directed both of us as we have continued through this time and Adam has kind of started a side gig as a house sitter dog sitter so <laughs> we're still working on the name and the branding and I'm I'm working on negotiating my cut but uh <laughs> I'm just going to buy you sugar cookie M&M's, I guess. It has it has started because he's done it for at least two people, so that constitutes business, right? That's true. That's true. And everything left on good terms. The house was still there. And do they get do they get a discount if they have certain cable packages that they're including <laughs> for you? I, I'm just going to say if you have a big screen TV, then feel free to give me a call. We could talk pricing. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so – yeah, so I, it was definitely good to sit down with you, Adam, and and have this conversation and to be here in my home studio and actually feel like it's a home studio. I, in the first couple of weeks that I recorded at home, I called it my home studio, but it was basically just my desk with a hanging mic, and, and <laughs> this uh, new board has allowed me to come a long way, and now I just have to find uh, new and interesting sound effects. So it looks super sharp. And I got to say, I love it because it's the first podcast I have ever done where I've seen a cow walk right past the window. <laughs> so. Yes. If you if you weren't 
aware of it before be aware now that I actually live on a farm. And so, yes, a cow did literally go past the window as we are recording. <laughs> and just to double back on something that was said earlier, you were reflecting on a decade in radio, folks. I don't know if you realize this, but Adam's not even 30. So yes. <laughs> the fact that he had a decade in radio before his 30th birthday is pretty surreal. That's true, actually. That's a huge blessing. Um, that's pretty wild. It's funny because 30 is coming in hot, though, so if we're going to be honest for a second, don't blink. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. I started an internship at the radio station at uh, the first couple months I was 18, um, which is wild. So my boy's probably still sounded like this <laughs> at the time. So, yeah. That's why you did overnight. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's where the voice changers go. And then you got to keep the truckers awake. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. That was one of the first time slots too. And that was, yeah, it's like, hmm, what do I talk about two in the morning? But it was, it was cool. It was cool. So who knows down the road, you never know what doors will open back up. All right. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this improv to open mics podcast and that you will continue to be listening for future excitement on the speaking for him podcast. Who knows when Adam may pop up again. He and I are good friends, so it probably will happen. And next time, hopefully, there will be snacks. (laughs) Um, And so there you have my interview with Adam McNutt. Adam, it was a privilege to have you in my home studio and to just have that impromptu conversation. It's really interesting how you, when you are with a friend and it just clicks, that Things just come naturally. You know, I spend a lot of time on my show notes and I usually have like detailed questions or detailed topics that I want to flush out. But really, this podcast, uh, this interview just came to me uh, as we were going and I really meant what I said at the beginning. We just opened up the mics and let God take it where it would go. And I feel like there's some real good lessons in what we discussed. So my prayer for you is that you would trust God in whatever you are facing. Um, if you are facing uh, sending your kids back to school and making the best educational choice for them, I pray that that will go smoothly, and I pray that you will put His will ahead of your own will and your own fears and anxieties. Remember in First Peter Peter said it this way, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. That is something that I will carry with me always from this period of time, that God does care for me and that he is working out his will. And, you know, it's just given me a renewed wave of excitement for everything that is happening with the podcast. And as I end, I will just give you an update on the production schedule for Pilgrim's Progress. Um, there was some issue with the production, um, but that has been resolved. A producer has been procured, and I'm excited to be working with one Mr. Caleb Thiessen, and he will be helping me to put that production together. So welcome to the Speaking for Him family. Caleb, I'm excited to work with you to bring this uh, story to life for my audience. So it'll be a few weeks yet before I can announce a premiere date for the first episode of this special series, um, Pilgrim's Progress, but it is coming, and I'm excited to see how God continues to expand the reach of uh, the Speaking for Him podcast and how he adds more people to the fold. 
Um, I've always been a people person, so enjoying getting to know people and impact them for Jesus is definitely the most important and most exciting part of this job. So with that being said, I hope you have a wonderful weekend and that you keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 